I'm Gideon from the Burning Veil podcast, and you are listening to the Infinite Rabbit Hole. Keep it up, guys. You're doing a great job. You get to see the exotic animals like the lemurs, gorillas, tigers, and so much more. There's that cool dinosaur exhibit that just opened. Your older brother was telling you all about how cool it's supposed to be since the displays move around. You just can't wait to get going. As the day goes on, you get to see all these cool animals. But the one animal you really, really want to see is a panda. You're begging everyone to hurry up, telling them that the kangaroos aren't even that cool and we should just move on already. Finally, the crowd gets moving and you get to those big fluffy goofballs. You watch with pure joy as they munch on their bamboo and be their clumsy selves. As cute as a panda may be though, there might be more to this animal. They were once considered to be a cryptid after all. Now I know this might seem like an odd topic, all things considered, but there's panda folklore, history, and theories that I think are very worth sharing. So today we dive deep into everything that is the giant panda. Welcome back to Infinite Rabbit Hole. What do you have against tribal music? Nothing. <laughs> you and your tribal music. You love your tribal music. Yeah. Uh, anyways, with that being said, Jake, how's it going? We'll introduce you first today. Well, I'm sick, but I'm eating Cheez-Its, so it's not all that bad. Nice. Yeah. Cheez-Its are pretty yeah. damn good, so. Awesome. Fun times. That's it, yeah. Fun, fun. <laughs> and Jeremy. How you doing today? <clears throat> well, I am doing. Um, doing all right. Doing all right. Kind of, kind of uh, excited about this. You've uh, you you've talked it up quite a bit, and I, I had I'm, so much fun doing this research. Actually, like it's. <clears throat> I don't want to spoil anything, but it's. It's a funny one. It's it's a silly one for sure. And you'll understand why, but I think it was worth the discussion nonetheless, nice. which is why I wanted to do it. Well, I'm not going to make the mistake of underestimating you this time. Thank you. Yep. Not this <laughs> no, time. I... No threats of firing or anything? No, no, wow. not at all. Because we've no. already been fired. Ha! <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. Listen. I, I tried really hard because, again, like, I know I, I've said it to people. I'm, I'm doing... I'm researching giant pandas and everyone's like, excuse me, what, why, what's the point? Why are you doing a panda? Well, cause they're aliens. You're going to find out why I'm doing the panda. Okay. <laughs> it, it caught my attention. It was very interesting to me and I wanted to do something kind of out of the norm for us. So 
here we are. I am, I'm very excited. Because I, I pulled up 14 pages of stuff to read for you, for everybody here today. So just on pandas. That's fantastic. I okay. mean, I, I'm aware of the whole panda lore of, you know, how they used to be encrypted and it took forever to actually prove that they existed. Um, but I don't know too much. I don't know a lot. I just know that they were, and that's about it. So I learned some cool things about pandas doing this too. So I don't know nothing. So perfect <laughs> so, canvas right here. I just want to throw this out quickly because I did not include it in the uh, information in my research, but a group of pandas is called an embarrassment. What? <laughs> <laughs> just, just like when I said uh, a, a group of jackalopes is called a flagerdoot, same idea. A group of pandas is called an embarrassment. <laughs> um, and in all honesty, they're kind of embarrassing animals, so it makes sense. <laughs> That's freaking we'll, awesome. We'll get into that, though. So with that being said, you guys ready? You got anything else you got to say? Announcements? Anything you guys want to throw out before we dive into pandas? Um. Well, uh, I think by the time this episode comes out, this may be the last episode or the last week that you can purchase something from the from the the merch Store. shop. I think that's or maybe not. Maybe this is too late. I don't know. Yeah, this is too late. Well, oh well. Sucks if to you. Listen, you. If sucks <laughs> to suck. Sorry. Sucks to suck, nerd. <laughs> no, you weren't we'll, gonna uh, get anything anyway, so it doesn't true. matter. <laughs> <laughs> true. We know who you are. No, but um. Nope, I don't, I don't have any announcements or nothing like that. Everything's kind of smooth sailing right now. We're kind of just going with the flow and uh, taking our time, you know, diving into our next um, documentary type series. I think we're going to take things a little bit slower. These these black hole conversation episodes have just been pretty sweet and we've gotten some pretty good feedback. So mm -hmm. maybe we'll do a little bit more of these. We're just BSing and then, you know, maybe we'll put a little bit more time into the documentary type episodes that we can really make them you know hit it just just it just hits differently you know Ugh. should we mention the hate mail thing oh hate Ooh. mail. Yes. <laughs> we got hate mail <laughs> no we didn't we didn't but not recently we have not uh, recently though during uh, go ahead you, you do it oh you do it. yeah just kind of throwing out some funny ideas for conversation and stuff if you have any sort of complaints about the show send us an email and we will read it in one of our upcoming no, 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 episodes. No no. no, 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 no. Leave us a voicemail. Tell us yourself and we'll play it and you can tell the world yourself about yeah, all or. your infinite rabbit hole complaints. That's what you should do. Leave us a voicemail. I would love to hear your voice telling us your complaints and praise and whatever else you want to tell us. Let's hear it. I want a voicemail. Either way. <laughs> option one, voicemail. But if you want to hide behind a keyboard... Like, uh, what, what was that? What was that guy's name? Come on, somebody, somebody knows it. Um, somebody knows it. Yeah, digital assassin. Digital asshat. Ah, That's yes. right. Yeah, if you want to hide behind a keyboard like digital asshat? Go ahead. Do it. Make <laughs> we my should, day. We should. Well, we haven't that talked out, about so that guy like in a while. Password. Well, here's the thing: is that we're not gonna <laughs> we're not gonna go on a rant about it like last time and be like, oh, well, you don't know nothing and freaking out and stuff. It, we're going to be poking fun at it. So, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, if you got something you want to complain about, you know, even if it's satire, you know, telling us that 
you know, you hate Jeremy's beard and this is why, or, you know, I've got a big <laughs> nose and it, it has ruined your life just looking at it, you know, something. We're, we'll read it all out there. We think it'd be kind of funny to kind of go through that. And then the next episode, talking about all of our, um, you know, positive reviews and comments and stuff and just read every single one of them. Um, and then who knows, maybe make that a yearly routine of just being like, here's all the hate mail that we've acquired over the Look year. That. Let's do it um, weekly. Weekly. Yeah. We don't get enough hate mail for that. But no, that's, that's the might. idea. The goal is to get more. We need the more. Goal is to get more. Yeah. <laughs> not, no, just just to not be clear. One star we're... reviews. Just no, 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 no. <laughs> even if you're good at like, even if you have something bad to say, still give us five stars. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's the best way to get our attention. <laughs> this is the worst podcast I've ever heard. Five stars. <laughs> yes. That's one, how you do it. <laughs> one star reviews are like a kick in the balls. Don't do that. Come on. That's that's cheap. Don't review yeah, us come if, on. You're gonna, if you're going to give us one star, please. Uh, talk to us like an adult through the keyboards. Okay. <laughs> but but to be clear, uh no, I will not be poking fun at anybody other than digital asset. Uh that is uh that's become a personal vendetta. There has been plenty more, I promise you, that I have not poked fun at. It is just against that one individual and Mel Gibson. Not a big fan. I'm gonna I'm gonna bleep out every single time you said that like you're just cussing. <laughs> just against and a beep. <laughs> nope. Oh boy. So real quick, I just want to say I had one of the reasons I had so much fun in this with this research is because uh, I I was able to pull like little aspects. There's parts of this. There's parts of my script here that remind me of all three of you guys, which Aww. I thought was hilarious and it worked really well and I thought it was really really fitting. So. With and that Jeff being said, up. yeah, Jeff, screw that guy. We love yeah. him. <gasps> I'm going to tell him you said that and he's not going to care. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> you are very right. <laughs> I'm going to tell him that Kenzar listened to all of his episodes on his show. And he's going to be like, oh, dang, really? And I'm going to be like, no, she's lying. <laughs> but I have. <laughs> Anyways, are we ready for pandas? Yeah, yeah. I'm ready you for ready? some pandas. Yeah. Okay. Here Panda we go. Burgers. <laughs> Okay, here we go. So, what is a panda and where do they come from? You're muted. How the hell did I get muted? Ooh, ooh, pick me, pick me, I'll tell you. Rude. Pandas <laughs> come from Mars. Anyways, we'll try that again. What is a panda and where do they come from? We're all... We're all aware of what a panda bear looks like. This cute ball of fluff with black eyes, ears, arms, and legs. They're creatures that are endemic to China, meaning that the panda is only found in one state, nation, country, island, etc. And only found, and they're only found within a few mountain ranges of China. It was said that it was said that around twenty to thirty thousand years ago, pandas were found in sixteen different provinces of China. But today, they are only found in the provinces of Sichuan, Shaanxi, and Gansu. China made the panda a protected species in 1962, with offenders facing 10-plus years in prison and even death. They take the care of their national emblem very seriously. I want to go over some Chinese folklore. 
Chinese folklore and history is very fascinating and has been and has been extremely well documented for thousands of years. All sorts of different stories have been passed down, stories such as the Jade Rabbit, the legend of the White Snake, or even stories about dragons. There is even plenty of folklore on bears, even the panda bear, including a couple variations of a story about how the pandas got their markings. This story is called The Pandas and the Shepherdess, and goes as such. A shepherdess named Dolma was living in the Wulong Valley and was loved by all. She would take her sheep into the surrounding hills every day. And each day, an all-white panda cub known as Bei Sheng would join the flock. It was believed the panda did this, thinking the sheep were other pandas. One day, while enjoying the nice weather, a leopard suddenly attacked and grabbed the young panda cub. Dalma instinctively grabbed a large stick and started swinging at the leopard, causing it to drop the panda and turn its attention onto Dalma. Unfortunately, she did not make it. Word of Dalma's fate spread very quickly, and, then, and when other pandas heard of the tragic event, they became very sad and gathered to mourn the loss. At the time, it was customary to rub the ashes of a loved one on your arms to show respect. So this is exactly what the pandas did. However, they were so grief-stricken, they cried and sobbed so loudly while wiping their eyes and covering their ears to block some noise. Doing this, they rubbed black ash all over themselves. And to this day, pandas still carry those black markings as a reminder of the young shepherdess. To add to the story, Dalma's three sisters were so upset, they threw themselves into Dalma's grave, which caused the earth to shake and rumble as the mountain as a mountain was created from their grave. The Four Sisters Mountain, also known as Mount Siguyang, uh, represents each sister and its four peaks, and is said to guard and protect the pandas to this day. There are other versions of the story, one of which has a mother panda as well as the panda cub, both which did not make it out of the leopard attack, leopard attack despite the effort of the shepherdess, who also did not make it. The pandas gathered to mourn their loss, covering their arms with ash, never washing it off, so they would have a constant reminder of the brave shepherdess. Other accounts of these stories say that the four sisters were working together to kill the leopard, and after the sisters' funeral, the pandas created the mountains out of the sisters' bodies. What do you guys think of that story? I think it's pretty interesting. I mean, so far, there's not much that we can argue about. This is lore. Right. I don't or believe the story is true. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't. That's what I, I'm debunking it right now. Also, <laughs> 10 years in prison to life, that's an expensive hamburger. Even death. I, oh, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. Death. Words. That's an expensive hamburger. Right. Maybe right? I won't. That was like, they've changed that law a few times over the years. I think now it's, they no longer kill the person but you can face up to life in jail now if you're caught messing with a panda um hmm. it, they they take their pandas very seriously out there well they're oh, one of the oh. most endangered animals in the world aren't they they are no longer actually endangered they're now the next step up oh, ah. well you know what that means open season open season <laughs> yeah <laughs> no <laughs> No, no, they, no. They've I, officially I been labeled as um, 
I can't remember the word. They're no longer considered endangered, though. There's enough out there that they can... They're on the verge of endangerment, but there's enough out there that they could still sustain a wild population. No, pandas, like, they're so lazy that they don't even, like, we're going to get there. Forced to do it. We're going to get so there. Don't you worry. You could have the entire world filled with pandas and eventually they die out. Yeah. <laughs> but we're going to get there. Don't you worry. It's It gets okay. better. It gets the, way better. The next step is vulnerable. Mm. That's goes, what it is. The worst is extinct, extinct in the wild, critically endangered, endangered, vulnerable, near threatened, conservation dependent least concern data deficient and non-evaluated that's what bigfoot is not evaluated Hmm. makes sense and panda sits at vulnerable so there you go they Hmm. are yeah they they've i don't want to give too much away because i do talk about that but they've created a big enough population but the unfortunate part is it's not just the wild population that they're accounting for. So well, damn are, kid, jump into it. Are pandas even actually bears? Aren't they like big raccoons or something? They are bears, actually. Oh. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Someone's gonna say I'm really heartless for talking about <laughs> killing panda bears, but people they they, they are classified as bears. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got a fun section about that too. So quit trying to jump ahead, Jacob. I'm just yeah, asking Jacob. questions. <laughs> little known, little known fact. Uh, <laughs> the panda's scientific name is uh, Ursa Oreos and Cream. <laughs> I mean, sure, it's not, but we can go with that. <laughs> That's true. It is not. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I would know. I did the research. <gasps> did you? Do you know? I don't have it in here, but uh, I did yeah, come yeah. across its scientific mm-hmm. name a few times. It's uh, Aileropoda melanolioca. Yeah, well, yeah, sure. That's it. Sure. Yep. All right. I'm ready to go. Bunch of fancy words that Kenzar can't pronounce, which is why she left it out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we ready for the next part? Yeah. yeah. Over the years... Many different names have been given to the giant panda. Like mentioned earlier, the panda used to be found in 16 different Chinese provinces. So there's no wonder the panda might have had so many different names. Some of these names include Pixiu. The Pixiu was depicted as a very large animal. It was written in the Annals, also known as the Biographies of the Five Emperors, that Emperor uh, Huang used to keep a pixu to use for fighting. The stories tell that as early as 4,000 years ago, the emperor had a tribe called Huangdi, and they used tamed animals such as leopards, bears, tigers, and even the pixu. They named the pixu... Sorry. The name Pixiu was also used in reference to ancient warriors to symbolize their victory in all wars. Mo was another name used. Some ancient texts tell stories of an animal that was remarkably tough, with teeth that could bite through iron and bamboo joints, and was known by the name of Mo. 
Stories tell of Mo being held in hunting areas since hunting the Mo was considered to be an act of strength. Because of its ability to bite through metals, it was nicknamed the iron-eating animal. These stories also come with reports that people were afraid of the Mo because of its ability because of its ability to eat through metals. Uh, another name used was Dejung Mao, meaning great bear cat. This name was used because of the panda's rounder face, sort of like a cat's, and the fat figure, more like a bear. Later, the Chinese writing system was reformed, and the official Chinese name for the bear became Zheng Mao. White Bear. This name was given to help emphasize how the panda is a symbol of peace. To this day, China offers pandas to nations as a gesture for peaceful relations. Other names include China Bear, because it's a rare animal endemic to China, Giant Raccoon, because of its physical resemblance to a raccoon, or Silver Dog. Red pandas are locally known as Golden Dog, so Silver Dog just seemed to make sense. Another interesting fact about this that I found was the panda is very commonly referred to as the yin and yang. The yin and yang, sorry. In history, pandas have been known to be somewhat scary, yet strong creatures. But as people started to do research on pandas, they quickly learned that pandas are in fact quite peaceful and very kind. Combine this with the unforgettable black and white fur coat, you have a physical living symbol of the, yin, of the yin yang. A creature considered to have warrior-like qualities and has a personality completely opposite of that. I did happen to stumble upon some information that claimed pandas had some kind of medicinal value as well. During the Ming Dynasty, a well-known pharmacist, uh, Li Shizhen, made several claims that different parts of pandas had healing values. Things such as the panda fur making excellent dry bedding, how panda urine could dissolve any kind of metals that may have been ingested, and panda fat was stored in stone containers and was said to treat swelling. Sleeping with a pelt warded off diseases. And just some, this is just some interesting, this is just some interesting information that I had never heard before, making panda history just that much cooler. What do you guys think? Hmm. I looked it up. I wanted to debunk it so bad. Apparently, there's no cases of a panda mauling a human. Wild. You Which, can find... That's why I don't think they're actual bears, because bears are godless killing machines. Pandas are not bears, then. Fair. That's a fair thought. Fun <laughs> fact about bears makes them really scary, is they're the only land mammal that will kill you, or will eat you before eat you. killing yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah, they don't even stop to make sure you're dead. They just start now eating you. I'm even more afraid of bears. Oh, man, yeah, Thanks. bears, they'll just start eating you. Yeah. Like they'll they'll just rip your guts out while you're watching it. Yeah. Whereas like you know, cats, wolves, all the other big bads, right? They'll at least go for your neck, kill you before before they start like, you know, is they'll make sure they, you're dead. Is that where they got the zombie idea that from then zombies just fucking tear you apart and eat you as you're alive? <laughs> Maybe. 
don't know. I mean, that that is a a, a pretty terrifying aspect of the right. That the I would not lore, but ever want to go through that. I mean, it, it the whole world gets different once you get into like reptiles and and aquatic species because a lot of those will just the same thing like crocodiles, alligators. They'll just start eating. Um, it's a lizard brain in them. You know? Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying, Jake. You know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, lizard yeah. brain. Yeah, lizard brain. Um. So, at what point were pandas deemed to be, uh, you know, needing to be preserved to the point where we're going to imprison people and kill them? If there was at one point they were saying that we'll get there, like most ancient cultures, <laughs> random body parts of certain animals. Oh, this will cure leprosy, and this will do that, and this will do this, and drink the urine because it'll dissolve metal. Apparently, like. It was just, you know, hit or miss. People were just kind of winging it. Yeah. Um, and, like, every culture in the world did it. But, like, I want to know where the where the stop was, where they're like, oh, this isn't true, and also we should protect these things. So I kind of get into that a little bit later here. Okay. You love to jump ahead. You, you've you done this several times. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just re- returning the favor that you guys give okay. me. So here's what I can tell you right now is pandas from my research, pandas throughout Chinese history were always viewed as these very strong, very scary animals. Mm -hmm. They were used as, um, they were used by emperors and whatnot for, for protection, for hunting, for the whole nine yards. Um, this emperor I mentioned, Emperor Huang, um, he, I guess, he had a uh, very specific hunting grounds that he only, that he kept a lot of pandas in mm-hmm. that he used specifically just to go hunting or when he had to go to war or whatever the case may be. Um, but he used these animals. These were very prized animals to him. They, if anybody hurt his animals, they, they were going going to get hurt themselves kind of idea right um they were feared they were very feared animals people were totally terrified of the panda there was a little bit of a transition at some point which i do talk about um but i find it what i can tell you right now is the panda was used as a fighting animal according Mm. to folklore and history at one point Ooh, like a dog fighting kind of thing? Kinda, yeah. It's but then again you bring in the whole medicinal aspect of it. Mm-hmm. It kinda adds to this in my personal opinion, without jumping too far ahead, it adds to its endangerment. Your this animal was Oh so, yeah, they butchered him by the millions probably. Yeah, they they wanted it was so highly regarded. They wanted the pelt, they wanted the mm-hmm. the the fat, the whole nine yard, the urine, the whole nine yards, right? So they mm-hmm. were hunting the animal and it got to that point of when we finally discovered it, that's when it was at its end point of a point of endangerment, right? Mm-hmm. The whole nine yards. Um, again, I feel like I'm giving too much away, but I do explain a lot more of that coming up. Well, I mean, that's totally believable. I mean, look at them. They're absolutely gorgeous animals. Um, oh, yeah the the uniqueness of of the color patterns plus the you know i mean black and white does pop up quite a bit in in nature it's not 
that rare. Obviously, your beiges and browns are, and your solid blacks are more more popular, uh, or your solid white is more popular. But, um, and it's it is a very unique looking pattern itself. Not like a, a zebra, right? It has stripes. Um, if you think of like other animals that are black and white, like a house cat, you get a, a, a plethora of different patterns that could you know possibly come in. But the the, the pattern of the of the, the pattern panda, of the panda is the same. It's it it's it's very it's strange, but at the same time, it's very unique. And I, I could see where where the want is. I mean, look at all the people who want, uh, you know, skins of of other animals. You know, like the a black bear. You know, just a black pelt. I mean, imagine. Well, I want the, a pet possum. People tell me I'm fucking weird. That, that I want weird, a pet too, possum. Okay? Yeah, it's pretty weird. That's, I don't care. You're, you're, I want a possum. You're, you're I want a domesticated pet possum. Okay. <laughs> I, I think the interesting thing about bears or pandas is that most animals, the birds are a completely different story because they can fly generally. Some can't, but most animals seem to have some kind of pelt that's reminiscent of where they live in camouflage. order to provide active yeah. camouflage. Right. But the panda, I mean, unless, I don't know, off the top of my head, there's a snowy season where they reside, but I wouldn't think so since they feed, they eat bamboo, which is like a lowland type plant. My, yeah, but my they, understanding. Uh, that's but, my understanding. But their pelt wouldn't uh, provide any sort of active camouflage for them, which would, which is very interesting. It's pretty cool. So, you know. pandas. I can't remember if it's if I actually put this in here or not. But pandas don't have a natural predator. Hmm. They are just there. There's nothing out there that really hunts them other than humans. Well, they're going to learn. <laughs> but they did learn. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I can't remember if I actually put that tidbit of information. But if so, I recall correctly, pandas hmm. don't have a natural predator. There's they, they are just there. There's nothing out there. They are their worst enemy. Well, I don't, I don't mean to be a buzzkill here, kid. Um, I just quickly did a, a quick Google search on that one. Mind oh. you, keep in mind before you continue, that was not information that I was actually looking for because I didn't think it was necessary. So no, no, you're right. good. You're good. You're good. <laughs> you're good. You're good. Um, the the jackal, snow leopard, and yellow throated marten are all uh, capable of killing and eating panda cubs. Isn't but a that's... marten like a panda weasel? cubs? Yes. I'm specifically talking about a panda right, cub is extremely this. vulnerable. I'm talking about full grown pandas. Panda right. full grown pandas don't have a natural predator. Right. And I, I can definitely see that, but you know, just, just to throw it out there, uh there is a time in their life where they could eat get eaten by a yellow throated marten. But are just the pandas cubs colored the same or are they like deer where they're okay. they have the spots and all that okay. sort of stuff and then it changes over time? Okay, so just to put things in per perspective, um, I do get into the actual uh, like numbers and whatnot for this, but when a panda is born, they are about maybe two inches long, three inches long compared to the mother, which is 
Again, I got the numbers in here somewhere, but I think they're like one one nine hundredth the size of their mother. Yeah. They I, are uh, tiny. They stick this little tiny <clears throat> bead of a living thing in their armpit to keep it warm. Yeah, it, it looks like <laughs> a little rat. Like a little And they're pink. They come out pink. Mouth. They don't come out colored like anything like that. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yes. That's a, that's but a not a marsupial. Point. No. Yes. Okay. Not a marsupial. But yes, Are very we sure? similar. They might be. I don't know. Why don't you go check one? We should, we should check go a check. belly. Yeah. Yo, Speaking Panda kangaroos, Bear. Good luck. Kangaroos <laughs> taste good. Kangaroos make some dang, <laughs> have dang good meat on them. Anyway. Kid? But uh, yeah. We ready for the next part then? Take mm-hmm. it away. Okay. The panda wasn't known by any other part of the world until 1869 when Father Armand David was given a panda skin and sent it back to Paris to have it analyzed. Armand David was a Catholic priest, as well as a zoologist and botanist. He spent quite a few years in China for data and specimen collection, and at the request of the French government, some items of his collection were sent to Paris for further examination. This did include the panda skin. He had found over 200 different species of birds, insects, reptiles, and other creatures that at the time were completely unknown. He had also discovered the Pierre David Deer, or the Father David Deer. He sent the first sample of the emerald ash borer, as well as being credited for the discovery of the giant panda. Father David wrote in his journal... When I was on my way back to church, I was invited to have a rest in Mr. Lee's home. In his home, I saw the panda's skin. It's big, it's big and beautiful, colored black and white. The skin was quite peculiar. Lee told me that I would see this animal very soon, for his hunters were going to hunt it. It seemed that a new species in the science domain will be found. Two weeks later... When the hunters had returned with a panda bear, he claimed that he, quote, believed it to be a new species, not only because of the skin color, but also because of the hair beneath its feet and other characteristics. A German zoologist named Hugo Wiegold was the first person to own a live panda bear. An expedition called called the Stotzner Expedition took place in 1916, and is when Weigold saw the first wild panda. He later purchased a young panda cub. Unfortunately, I was unable to find any sort of information on this expedition, but between 1869 and 1929, many different expeditions were done in attempt to find a panda. Most of these were ultimately unsuccessful. In their, bo- in their book, Cryptozoology A to Z, Lauren Coleman and Jerome Clark quoted anthropologist George Agonio saying, quote, from 1869 to 1929, a period of 60 years, a dozen well-staffed and well-equipped professional zoological collecting teams unsuccessfully sought an animal the size of a small bear in a restricted area. The giant panda lives in the same general area and the same general elevation, 6 to 12,000 feet, as the Yeti. 
Yet, this animal remained hidden, hidden for over 60 years. 1928 to 1929 was the year that the Kelly Roosevelt's expedition took place. This expedition was sponsored by William V. Kelly, who was a field museum trustee and benefactor, and was said to be very well equipped for this endeavor. The expedition itself was broken up into three sections. The first was led by the Roosevelt brothers, Kermit and Theodore Jr. The second was led by British ornithologist Herbert Stevens. And the last was led by H.J. Coolridge. The brothers ended up being the first Westerners to find and kill a giant panda, later writing a book about their experience titled Trailing the Giant Panda, which was first published in 1929. An an excerpt from an article I found on the book is as follows. Quote, The Kelly Roosevelt Field Museum expedition, which penetrated into the wild portions of the Yunnan and Sichuan central China, were the object of the trip Sorry. The Kelly Roosevelt Field Museum expedition, which penetrated into the wild portions of Yunnan and Sichuan, central China, where the objects of the trip was attained in the shooting of a fine specimen of the giant panda of the bamboo jungles discovered 60 years ago by Pierre David, the French missionary scientist, but searched for in a van by subsequent hunters and naturalists. This finding was a big deal for a lot of people, but other than, but another panda wouldn't be found until seven years later in 1936, sparking what is called pandemonium. Ruth Harkness was a materialistic woman, a fashion designer, socialite, and animal trafficker. Her husband had left to find a panda in 1934, but died of cancer early 1936 while in China. So Ruth traveled to China to finish what her husband had started. That same year, she wrapped a panda cub in her coat and brought it back to the U.S. This nine-week-old panda that was named Su Lin was the first live panda in the United States. Su Lin, meaning a little bit of something very cute, was eventually placed in the Chicago Brookfield Zoo. Harkness went on two more expeditions in search of the panda, bringing back a second panda named Mei Mei in 1937, but was unsuccessful on her third expedition. She went on to write a few books, one about Su Lin called The Baby Giant Panda, as well as her book The Lady and the Panda, both published in 1938. Harkness may have been the first person to bring a panda to the Western world. However, she most definitely was not the last to do so. Su Lin came to America in 1936, and over the next decade, 14 different pandas were taken from China by foreigners. China started to have some issues with this, and in 1946 decided to no longer allow foreigners to exploit pandas like they had been. In 1957, China started to gift pandas to other nations, not only as a sign of goodwill, but also as a gesture of friendship between the nations. In the 1960s, four of the world's first panda reserves were created, and the panda was added to the list of animals that cannot be hunted after a nature decree was issued prohibiting people from hunting several different animals. 
It was discovered in the early 70s through DNA testing that the panda was a member of the bear family, which of course piqued people's interest. This was new information. China went on to do a census and and determined there were only about 2,400 pandas in the wild, which led to more field studies of the animal. In 1979, the chairman of the World Wildlife Foundation, or WWF, signed an agreement with Beijing. This agreement allowed for conservation of animals around the world, and the panda was the first conservation project that they had agreed upon. What do you guys think of that? Very cool. It's a lot there. A lot of history. Yeah. There's actually, I was quite surprised with panda history. Um, If you go, I I included it in my sources so people can go check it out. But uh, if you go to the WWF website, you can actually see all of the panda history. And it's quite a lengthy page of information. And it's, I think the most recent update was from 2016 or 17 i may be wrong about that but it's quite the lengthy page of information and i was pleasantly surprised about how much panda history there is from 1867 to today very cool um what uh okay i gotta ask what what got you on the topic there's a conspiracy behind pandas. There's a major conspiracy behind pandas. Ooh, pandas are fake. Hashtag, right? Yes. Let's, let's, uh, I want to hear that. That's what got me interested. And that's where we're headed. So when I said earlier that this aspect had a little bit of each of you in it, uh, <laughs> panda used to be a cryptid. So there's the Jeremy part. I've got a Jeff part. And then I finish it with a Jake part. Okay. <gasps> so uh, the finisher move. Ah. So, Calling it demonic. Like, you got. I think that everybody's gonna love this. I think the listeners are gonna really enjoy this. Come the end of the episode, That's, I was really excited for this because I, I could, I was able to pull little aspects of all of us and put it into this. I was able to find a topic that was a little bit off course for us that still fit what we're about in the whole nine yards. I, I thought this was fun and this was cool and I thought it was worth the discussion. Cool. Very cool. Let's do it. Oh, I uh, I looked into, I used the Google box while Ooh. you were speaking, and I don't think I've ever seen a panda cub before. Not like the little pink rat one, but I mean when they actually have fur and they're just small, right? They're and they look exactly cute. like they look exactly like the adults, same yep. hair patterns, everything. Yep. Um, that being said, though, I did find out that they do very well in the snow, and that they have to be in temperatures lower than. 77 degrees fahrenheit or like 25 degrees celsius or something like that um so i they didn't don't, even know that that was not. my information so they seek across, out so. colder areas um so i, I mean yeah if they spend a, a certain amount of time in the snow then their hair pattern would make sense but every other time it wouldn't but still a unique looking animal for sure they tend to go up and down mountains so they're probably going between two different climates there one mm-hmm. one day they're hanging out in snow and the next they're hanging out in the green bamboo forest so it's probably a little bit of both mm. 
because it's up and down the mountain, you know? Yeah. I could be wrong. I, I don't know 100%. I've never seen a panda in the wild, so... Never. Never, never. not once. Because yeah. they don't exist. You know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if they could get mean. I'm sure. Uh, I mean, the guy used... They the, can. The emperor used them for hunting and, and, and battles and stuff. I'm sure they could mm. be trained to rip an arm off. They definitely can. I talk about that a little bit. Um, not too, too much, but they definitely can. They do have a violent streak to them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Godless killing machines. So they <laughs> are bears. Okay. Yeah. Yep. You ready for this next part? You're going to yep, like yeah. this next part, Jeremy. So Let's it's just it. for you. Let's do it. You ready? Okay, here yeah. we go. Dr. George Schaller is a German-born American mammologist, biologist, conservationist, and author who is known mostly for his work involved with the mountain gorilla conservation. In 1980, he was invited by WWF to conduct field research for the conservation of the panda. During his time in the field, Schaller discovered that pandas were actually carnivorous creatures and believed that they had adapted over time as a way to avoid fighting for food with other species. He'd mm. also stated that he believed that pan the panda had no problem surviving in the wild. And perhaps the animal's newfound popularity is the reason the panda population seemed to have taken a hit. Since his initial research expedition for the panda the wild population had increased by 45%. He even made a claim that the panda pelts were used for menstrual treatments in the third century. Something about Dr. Schaller that I thought would be worth the mention. He is one of the few scientists out there that argue we should actually be looking further into Bigfoot. Schaller has been described as a skeptic. However, he also has a great disapproval for anyone who dismisses Bigfoot as a myth or hoax, saying that, quote, a hard-eyed look is absolutely needed. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> the research done by the doctor would be the basis for panda knowledge for many years to come. But there was still so much that we had to learn about pandas and their behaviors. As a result, between 1983 and 1987, there were over 30 panda cubs taken from the wild and placed in captivity. We weren't yet aware that mama pandas will leave their young for up to 50 hours so they can go foraging. <clears throat> this was also the decade China started to loan pandas out to zoos and other countries for a fee of up to 1 million US dollars. The next big research project on pandas and their environment didn't take place until 1985 to 88. The results of this survey showed that there were only 1,114 pandas in the wild. This came as a surprise since the previous survey estimated about 2,459 pandas. In the 90s, some people started having issues with China loaning out, their, loaning out the pandas to other countries. There was a decent amount of money to be made from zoo goers all wanting to see a panda, and China was also gaining re revenue from this loaning system, so it just seemed to be a win-win for everybody. <clears throat> However, there were international conservation groups that wanted to stop the commercial use of pandas, explaining the negative impact that it could have on the wild's population if the exploitation continued. Starting in 1999 and continuing to 2003, the Ministry of Forestry and 
uh, World and the World Wildlife Foundation partnered up to conduct a much more in-depth survey. The goal was to gain more knowledge and a better understanding of things such as the animal's habitat and the population in attempts to better the conservation efforts. The results of this survey weren't released until 2004, revealing that there were only about 1,596 pandas in the wild. The data collected also showed that the area the pandas lived in the wild had decreased by over 114 square kilometers or 44 square miles leaving a total of 20, 23,049 square kilometers or 8,899 square miles. Meanwhile, there were other studies being done on how the pandas were currently in cap. Meanwhile, there were other pandas. Meanwhile, there were other studies being done on how many pandas were currently in captivity. And by 1999, uh, they revealed there was a population of 467 captive pandas. Over the years, there have also been many, many people who have been punished for the illegal poaching or trafficking of a panda. These crimes were punishable by death until 1997, when it changed to a 20-year or life prison sentence. Now, I want to quickly touch base on an incident that took place in 1987 to 88, referred to as the Tainan fake panda incident. December of 1987, a private zoo in Tainan, Taiwan, announced that they had a panda bear on display. There wasn't much of a story to the incident. However, the zoo didn't have a real panda bear. They had taken a sun bear and painted it to look like a panda. <laughs> the display lasted a total of 10 days, shutting down on January 3rd of 98, after a group of experts determined the animal was in fact a fake. Another attempt to fake pandas would, was made by a circus in Italy back in 2014. The owner of said circus had falsified documents claiming he had two real pandas in his possession, and he had painted two chow chow puppies to look like panda bears. <laughs> he, was then, he then went and charged tourists to take pictures with these animals. Later, he was caught and charged for faking the documents and endangering animals. Hey everybody, bear with us while we take this quick break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I've seen people painting their dogs to look like pandas, and they're yep. so cute. I know. They're adorable. Mm -hmm. I love the whole painting, hair dyeing dogs thing. It's so paint. cute. <sighs> well, they make, they make animals safe paint, hair dyes and paints now. <laughs> hmm. Since we're on the topic of bears, Jake, I th I'm pretty sure we brought this up before on the show. Uh, naked bears. Hmm. They're terrifying. At, oh my! If We've had this discussion. Yes. Ah, uh, if you, to uh, if you anybody listening to this right now wants to see one of the most horrifying things, look up a uh, a shaved bear. Ah, uh, 
or a, a naked bear. Yeah. The absolutely guardians most, of the nightmare realm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Most horrifying things that you could ever think of. I mean, e- even picturing a bear without hair doesn't do it justice. You have to look no. it up. I agree. Ugh. Yeah, it's it's gross. It's creepy. <laughs> but yeah, uh, homeboy who thinks that uh, we should be looking into Bigfoot, definitely a smart man. I can, uh, I'll back that 100%. I felt that needed to be added there. Oh, you're right. I felt it, like we needed, I needed to share that with everybody. Great job. You see, I pulled Bigfoot in. I didn't you even did. have to try. I did, did not even have to try there. You did great, kid. <laughs> but yeah. You know, I agree that pandas are very interesting in like how they don't eat meat. Um, because I mean, there's there's various types of bears. Like we North Americans, I mean, we've got our our black bears and our brown bears or grizzly bears. You know. Um, there's polar bears, sun bears. There's the bears that have, they're all black except for that white, like, bat symbol on their chest. Um, and those things, I mean, they'll tear people up. I saw this video of this guy in India that was, like, taking a selfie with one and it ripped his arm off. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Um, and it's like, so that's one of the things, really, that got me thinking that pandas weren't actually bears in the same way we call them like koala bears but those aren't bears yeah Mm -hmm. right so i thought that panda bears was in the same sort of a thing where it's not actually a bear it's just called a panda bear um but yeah very interesting that they they don't eat meat and they're exclusively vegetarians um not true no no they're omnivoric omnivorous not technically Really? I mean, they are in in a general sense. Yes, they are, but they eat their their themselves. They're, they're they eat the babies. They're carnivores. That's why they can't breed. Eh, I mean, it, I go more into detail. I think in this next part, but they, yes, they do. I'll just okay. I'm just gonna dive into this then. If that's dive into it. Yeah, dive into it. What are you doing, kid? Jump. Jump. Go. Now get into that, it. Shut up. <laughs> <gasps> She's Let abusive. Yeah. Now that we've covered some panda history, what have we learned about pandas over the years? Nothing. Not true. <laughs> <laughs> well, they are known to be these clumsy fluff, fluff balls rolling around, happy as can be, munching away on bamboo. But there's way more to a panda than just that. The average panda is about six feet long, around 220 pounds, with a lifespan of 20 to 25 years, and take up to 14 hours a day to eat around 12 to 38 kilograms, or 27 to 84 pounds, of bamboo. They also have an extended wrist bone, which acts almost like a thumb, allowing them to hang on to tough bamboo shoots easily, along with its very sharp teeth and jaws to rip the bamboo apart. But something interesting is that a pandas is that pandas actually have the digestive system of a carnivore. To prevent themselves from getting tummy aches, they produce waste up to 50 times a day, and that helps explain why they have to eat so eat so much food. It is believes it is believed that pandas committed to bamboo as a food source over 3 million years ago. So it's a bit of a mystery as to why the digestive system hasn't adapted accordingly. 
pandas may be clumsy and unable to hunt, but they still go to, they still enjoy a good steak every now and then and will eat meat when offered the opportunity. Pandas are creatures that like to be left alone and tend to stay close to their home. They're fairly inexpressive, making the odd grunt or bark. They don't tend to roar like a bear. Um, while they heavily rely on their smell using a special smell gland. Jake, you're going to love this. Located under their tail and surrounding the anus. Yeah. To rub against things like trees or rocks to leave specific smells behind for other pandas. Yeah. Male and female pandas use their scents as a bit differently. Male pandas usually using it as a way to mark their territory, while female pandas use it as a sign for reproduction. But they also tend to use these scents to let other pandas know if they want to make friends or be left alone. Speaking of reproduction, in the springtime, female pandas ovulate only once a year for one to three days. And just like a bear, pandas have a delayed implantation, basically meaning that if the conditions aren't totally right, the panda can use a certain mechanism within their body to prevent the embryo implantation until the conditions are good enough. Hmm. And it is believed this can last for up to a month. There are suggestions that this delay is a result of the panda being at too high of an altitude. Others suggest that there isn't enough nutrients from the mother yet. Three to six months later, we have baby pandas. Usually born as twins, newborn pandas weigh about four ounces on average and are about one eight hundredth the weight of the mother. All they can really do is squirm around and make some noises. Unfortunately, in most cases, only one of the two cubs will survive, and it is believed that the mother panda has a hard time being able to handle both, so it just chooses to abandon one. Newborn pandas are born blind and without a fur coat, so they very heavily depend on the mother for quite some time. Panda cubs will stay with the mothers for up to two to three years, and in order for the mother panda to have another litter, she must be separated from her cubs. For this reason, pandas only tend to have a litter every other year. Despite the fact that pandas almost never have sex in captivity, there have been methods put in place to help twin cubs survive. Zookeepers have taken the abandoned cubs into their care and would very carefully attempt to swap the panda cubs without the mother seeing. This was done not only to keep both the cubs alive, but to give each cub a chance to bond and feed with their mother, something that would not naturally happen in the wild. Hmm. This does present some challenges, though. There have been stories of mother pandas not wanting to give up the cub they're currently caring for, and it leaves the other cub without the chance to nurse. Needless to say, it has some saved it bleh. needless to say, it has saved some panda cubs. However, it's not a perfect system. They do have the ability to climb, but they are very clumsy and not too good at it. Uh, the pandas that can climb are usually seen using their heads to assist them up the tree. However, based off the panda's shape and size, it's fairly impressive that they can climb at all. I wanted to point out one more random mm. fact about the, the male pandas. They will actually pee doing a handstand, especially when they're trying to mark their territory. <laughs> it is believed that they do this that, so that other to assure that other pandas will catch the scent 
and it increases the odor field. They also will find wide trees with rough bark because these conditions tend to hold the scent better. Gotta admit, it makes the panda look pretty stupid. <laughs> Are there pictures of this? Yes, there is. They're fantastic. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, a, a lot of animals have scent glands around their oh buttholes. My gosh, oh, yeah. It was if you really want to catch my attention, find an animal that like ejects its like pink socks itself and slaps it against trees or something. Like as something I was, wild, you know? As I was reading into that, it seriously sounded like male pandas especially will back their ass and will walk their ass end up a tree and just start rubbing their ass on it and then carry on with life. And to me, that was the funniest thing. Like they pee doing a handstand. That's already hilarious. Like pretty nice. The more I talk about it, does the embarrassment thing start to make more sense? <laughs> They're pretty embarrassing animals. <laughs> well, someone should tell them and maybe they'll knock it off. I don't think they care. You guys in should... all honesty. You guys should look at the uh, the picture I just sent to the chat. It's, <laughs> I think it's hilarious. It's like some somebody dressed up as a panda oh, furry, <laughs> taking care of a baby panda. That's oh a thing too. Gosh, I talk oh. about that too. <laughs> we try to scar the pandas as soon as possible. Oh boy! That they know. If uh oddly enough, you're saying you're saying they're trying to scar them when the reality is they're trying not to scar them. The panda devil comes out to <laughs> this, this, this is that's what this looks like. Yep, it's demonic. The panda demon. This uh <laughs> this handstand peeing technique is wild. You know, Kate, the first time I saw I heard that, I was like, what the fuck? What? Have to try what? This. Like what? Like why did I? I was so baffled by that, but then I actually looked into it, and it made too much sense. <laughs> it it's they're smart. They're smart animals. They got they they've got some smarticle particles up there. Yeah, they do. <laughs> that's, that's funny. It's hilarious. Hmm. Ready for the next part then, guys? Absolutely. This one's a little bit shorter, but this is my Jeff part. Yes. You ready? I can't wait for my part. What's she going to say? What it's sort right of backhanded right compliment is she going to throw at me? No, it, it's, it's, I'm so excited. It's fun. Anyways, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. So, what if I said pandas are lab made? Hmm. A possible genetic chimera, maybe? What is a chimera exactly? Well, a chimera is a single organism with more than one genotype. There are many different ways a chimera can present, but there have been evidence of chimerism in humans, specifically in twins and bone marrow transplant recipients. Could the panda possibly be a human bear chimera or a raccoon bear chimera? I know that sounds absolutely bonkers, but people argue that due to how few and far in between panda sightings have been, the, authentic the authenticity of a panda is questionable. And there are claims that you can't find any sort of folklore or history on pandas. If you Google pandas, it, sorry, if you Google, are pandas born female? You will get the answer, yes. 
all pandas are born female. This is a big, big reason why people think that pandas are in fact a lab made creature using Jurassic Park as an example. All the dinosaurs in the movie were lab made and all were born female. Makes you wonder. There's also the aspect that the panda was created to be nothing more than a political symbol, a way to show good faith and peace among nations and as a tourist trap. All pandas are owned by China, even the ones born in the U.S. and other countries. China has the right to take back the pandas at any time they want, and there is an extensive monitoring and data collection done daily, which then gets sent back to China daily for their records. But if any government was to create a lab-made creature, do you think they would tell us about it? Or would they find a way to use this creation to their advantage? Just to quickly clear the air... As I shared earlier, there's plenty of folklore and history on the panda. So people clearly aren't doing their research properly. And not all pandas are born female. Pandas don't actually start to develop genitalia until they're about three to four months old. So it's actually quite difficult to tell the gender of a panda without a blood test. This misinformation is the first thing that pops up on Google and is from a book that shares 100 facts about pandas most of which are completely made up. Hmm. And this is why we don't use the Google box, everybody. Just saying. That's right. We use page five of the Google box. Yeah. Um, let's break this down real quick. It doesn't have to necessarily be lab made. Think of the way that human beings have domesticated dogs. When they all were wolves at one point, um, and then now we have ones that, you know using the word lightly we've evolved from that point to per to perform certain tasks or roles and in other cases we've devolved them or devolved i don't know what the, the term is them to be like worthless like pugs and stuff where they can't even like breathe right <laughs> or they have incredible like joint issues and stuff so i, I don't necessarily think it has to be lab made especially if there's history going back to the 1800s or you know specific emperors having you know uh their folklore about it or you know what they did with the pandas and stuff but certainly they could be a part of a breeding program they were created at some point by someone who said hey let's take these couple animals or these two types of bears and breed them together and the result eventually was a panda um that i mean you can't look at world history and say that that's never happened before because you know all the different types of dogs <laughs> it absolutely yeah. has happened you know i have a a dog called the leonberger that was specifically made by the germans to be like a giant german shepherd that's 170 pounds mixed with uh newfoundland uh english mastiff and uh saint bernard and you know and he has some of those traits and you can kind of see that in the way he's built but you know it but and they in leonberg germany put a big statue of a, a bronze statue of a leonberger in the town square and that's like their pride and joy is that we created this animal right and it has a really interesting history through world war one world war two and all that stuff but regardless the panda could be the exact same thing it doesn't have to be a natural animal um and i'm under the opinion that uh, being a Bible believer, and my, one of the questions is with the whole flood thing, well, how did every single various type of animal get put into the ark? 
Well, it was a kind of animal, so bears. And then over thousands of years, those became brown bears, black bears, polar bears, panda bears eventually, right? So it's just like it could have been like that or it could have just been a creation by someone. So, yeah, I'm actually on board with that, and I think that that could have some validity to it. And the fact that China owns these things like that, I don't know of any other country in the world that does that with their native animals, you know, Um, which is very strange. To my knowledge, there's no other animal that is owned specifically by a country, nation, whatever. Hmm. Um, I, I didn't, there's a huge chunk of information that I could have put in this about that. However, it got really political really quickly Mm -hmm. and it was a little too much in my opinion for what we focus on yeah it's it was it i did not fit into shadow band yeah yeah (laughs) exactly it's something that we want to talk about on shadow band not on infinite radical so i didn't include it but china uses the panda as a political symbol Mm -hmm. um and Panda Express. Yes. Ah. Yeah. The whole nine yards. Yeah. yeah. You know and, it. And the um, Kung Fu Panda movies. Yep. <laughs> yep. But like, yeah, the Panda. China has every right. If they, if um, I believe there's a Panda currently at the Calgary Zoo uh, up here in Canada. If China decided they got mad at, they wanted to be mad at Canada. Panda's ours. Send it back right now. And we yeah. have no choice. We have to pack that panda up and we have to send it back that moment. That exit overnight. Literally. Literally <laughs> is what we have <laughs> to do. There is 24-7 cameras on a panda. Tw- somebody constantly monitoring the pandas, writing down details, taking data, collecting this information. And then that information gets sent back to China at the end of the day. Every single day. Because they want to monitor their animals because they own every single one of these. Most of these animals are given out, especially nowadays. I don't know if there's still a loaning system in place, Mm -hmm. but these animals are given out as a, almost like a, um, a peace offering. Hmm. We're going to give you a panda and we're going to be on good terms. You don't attack us. We don't attack you. Done. We'll let you keep it on the weekends. Imagine if World War Three was stalled because of pandas. <laughs> All the zoos were like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa! Let's not, let's not get too crazy. We don't. This is our biggest attraction right here." It's like, oh, "Okay, well, you're right." <laughs> Fair enough. Fair um, enough. But yeah, it was just a little too much for me to want to include it. Sure. But essentially, not only is it a very highly respected animal they very much use that animal to their advantage hmm interesting and the penalties for harming them are catastrophic yep Hmm. 20 years to life in prison pretty expensive burger that's an expensive burger yep (laughs) right And yeah, I would just like to reiterate the fact, by all means, go ahead and Google it. Are all pandas born female? You will 100% get the answer yes. 
All right, I'm gonna do it right do now. Do it right now. I'm gonna it do will it pop right up and now. say, yes, in fact, all pandas are all pandas are born born female. I did this six times. I had multiple people do this. It happens. Google box lies to you people. The Google box is lying to you. It, it doesn't specify there at all that that book this guy has written is mostly made up facts. Six weeks after giant panda May, May Yang uh, gave birth in Washington, D.C., Smithsonian's National Zoo revealed the gender of the newborn cub, not with a colored cake or fireworks, but with an adorable photo and the results of a genetic test. It's a boy, so... Yeah, so like I said, <laughs> they don't... They don't. But at the very top, it says, oh, yes, all pandas are born female. This is exactly the point I'm trying to make. Googlebox is lying to us. Googlebox spreads information just as much as the average idiot does. (laughs) (laughs) Males are only created if a panda receives a fright in its first 48 hours of life. This is why some zoos employ panda spookers. (laughs) Is that what that person was in the costume? The panda spooker? I mean, (laughs) (laughs) that's hilarious if that's the case. (laughs) Ah, we got a boy coming. I scared the crap out of that man. (laughs) Crapped all over itself. Of but course, like, it could be one of the 50 times a day, but it's certainly... That's, it, that's keep... the point I'm trying to get at, though, is yeah. the misinformation. This is clearly not true. I said it earlier. They don't develop genitalia until three to four months, and the only way to find out is through a blood test until then. So hmm. it, that that's just... I really, really, really wanted to point out that Google spreads misinformation just as the just as much as the average idiot does. Well, it's only the amount of information that's on Google. So if, like, the top researcher is saying, yeah, pandas are born female until they develop But that's not their research. Parts. That's just a guy who made up a fact and put it in a book. Yeah, but that's what all science is. People that make up facts. Fair. <laughs> Fair. Good. Fine. I'll yeah. let you have that one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're making it up through research and stuff, but they're putting it in a book, and then sometimes it's wrong, you know? Sometimes, sometimes they have to go back and say, you know what? Turns out I was wrong. This <laughs> space is not water. You know? <laughs> the oh earth boy. is actually flat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, we ready for the next part then? This one's a little shorter. Do it up. Is this mine? Not quite yet. We're getting there. Oh, chill. Gosh. I don't want to chill. I want, I want it now. We're Instant gratification. There. We're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> There's another theory that suggests pandas are actually extremely smart and are only pretending to be so dumb and clumsy simply just for the spa treatment that comes with it. Now, there was some folklore that involved pandas stating that they used to be feared and dangerous animals. Not not a creature you would want to cross paths with. So what happened? Why are they suddenly these cute, lovable, clumsy creatures? What if they just decided to play us all for chumps? They purposefully are playing dumb to be pampered and just handed food instead of having to try so hard and fight in the wild all the time. They just lost all interest in living on their own and somehow got humans to take care of them 24-7. There's also the suggestion that they want to be... There's also the suggestion that they want to be extinct, and humans are simply just interfering with the course of nature. 
It is said that neither male or female pandas have much of a sex drive. So much so to the point where they have to be shown porn in order to get them in the mood. Top that off with the abandonment of cubs and the potential of the mother killing the cub. Also the poor reproductive system. It all just seems a bit odd. They went from these fierce, strong animals to these lazy, lazy, useless creatures. Seriously, what happened? All of these poor survival skills could also help aid the lab-made chimera theory. Such an animal would have figured out how to survive or would have died out by now, right? Fun fact, in 2014, a panda faked being pregnant just so she could get more bamboo. And that's pretty smart if you ask me. That's pretty smart. I just had this, like, when you said that, the porn thing, I just had this, like, the memory of like that beer fest movie where the the guy is like cranking one out on the frog <laughs> on the on the table <laughs> it was just like look that's the thing though I mean, we, <sighs> we meddle with this stuff all the time people get all in their feels about animals going extinct sometimes it's not for a good reason right like they get hunted to extinction and stuff like that and the populations have to be brought back which seems to be the case for the panda but also, I mean, given that, you know, that one birth at a time, and if they have two, they kill one because they just abandon it. They're like, oh, well, I don't have the energy. And I, I kind of looked There's it up. There's been stories like, of them sitting on their cubs and everything, too. So, yeah. like, they, they're they just I mean, dogs careless do creatures, right? Dogs do that, like, on purpose, but they'll, like, roll over on the runt or whatever, you know, yeah. and just crush it, crush the life out of it. But, I mean, if pandas are doing the same thing, I mean, I think that, for a very long time in places that weren't, you know, inhabited by people to the extent of we're trying to play God and, and keep animals and things from extinction, um, things just died out. Things died out. Other things took its place. And I personally have the opinion that, yeah, they may be cool and stuff, but if this is really the extent that we're going to to keep this population of animal alive, what what's the end because it's not getting any better right so just let them be natural and if they die out they die out um to me it's 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 more weird to try to put our hands in it and you know project what the future ecosystem is going to be like you know maybe there's an up-and-coming creature that's going to take the place of the population of pandas in that area but we are decimating that in order to keep these lazy you know whatever we don't care about even our own reproduction animals alive you know it just doesn't make a whole heck of a lot of sense to me hmm. Get it? or maybe i'm just yeah. selfish i don't know whatever <laughs> yeah. i don't know i think they're i personally have never really been nearly as interested in pandas as most people are in this world i yeah. just thought they were another black and white creature that roams the earth now that, being, that is... being said, I keep in mind I am a deer hunter, and deer hunters, you know, help with, you know, um, preserving the deer population by taking out the older ones so the younger ones have a chance to mate and all that sort of stuff and pass on good genes. And uh, that whole program is is insane the way that it's the way that we manage wildlife resources and stuff like that. Um, the deer population right now in the United States is higher than it's ever been. Um, because when the United States was being colonized, 
deer and all manner of hooved animals were hunted to dang near extinction. You know, the bison absolutely was, right? Dang near extinction. Um, and those numbers have come up and stuff. But what we see in deer and, you know, other types of hooved animals and stuff and things that we've hunted to extinction, there's a willingness to once protected and once preserved, there's a willingness to explode those populations and to, you know, reclaim those areas that were lost because of the dwindling herds and all that sort of stuff. But we're not seeing that with pandas. So why bother? Just let them go. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, had a good run. Bye. <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh. Yeah. Yep. You got anything, Jeremy? Nope. No. I, uh, this is, this isn't really my, uh, my forte. Mine is more of lore and everything. I was getting really excited there at the beginning. Not saying that this is not exciting. This is good stuff. I'm learning a lot here. I just, uh, it it definitely goes through stages. Um, it started, like I said, I brought a little bit of all of us into this. You did. I, I started with the Jeremy stuff. I'm working on the Jeff stuff. I'm coming to the end of that. And then we're just going to blow it right up with a Jake move. Yeah. Now, what will turn it into a cryptid is if we allow them to die out, but then people keep seeing random little populations and then there's hints about the pandas are coming back. That's when it will be a real cryptid. Mm -hmm. And then we find out there is one left over and it's so lazy. It's just, you know, (laughs) leaned up against a tree, pissing all over its own face, you know. (laughs) <laughs> eat the bamboo within three feet around its body and then it just dies eventually <laughs> right hilarious absolutely Case. if you're gonna go out you better go out hilarious that's <laughs> hilarious. They do it. so here's the thing we're almost done I got two more sections mm. let's do it okay so this is my last jeff type section <gasps> it's jeff's bedtime and then and then we're gonna let you guys give your final thoughts, and I'm just going to blow this right out of the water. Okay? okay? You ready? Yes. Here we go. Another suggestion that I came across was pandas are all robots or even possibly people in suits. If you look at the way they sit, it seems to be very human. They have the extended wrist with what looks like an axe, almost like a thumb. Plus, the dexterity of a panda has this very human like aspect to it. They're just curious and clumsy is all something that humans most definitely are at times as well. The way the humans and pandas act seem very similar at times. And it is, and it has made people question whether the panda is a real animal or just someone in a really fancy suit. One person, one person suggested these people acting as pandas are just very drunk, hence why they're so clumsy and carefree. Baby pandas are just animatronics, so they don't have to worry about any outbursts from a real child. The Simpsons even poked fun at this theory. In the episode Homer vs. Dignity, which aired November of 2000, Homer dresses up as a panda and dances for the crowd. All the teasing aside, this theory can be led into a bit of a dark rabbit hole. There was a suggestion that panda bears are somehow linked to a pedophilic trafficking ring known as panda eyes. Hmm. Yes, this is as terrible as it sounds. However, panda eyes is a whole other conspiracy topic that is very heavy, and I could not find relation to the giant panda conspiracy. But wait, there's more to it still. 
Did you know that there's a virus that can transmit to pandas and will kill them? Apparently, this is a thing. And the reason why people who work closely with pandas or handle the pandas are usually dressed up in medical garment, including masks, gloves, the whole nine yards. I couldn't find anything about a human virus that could possibly kill a panda, but I did find that there have been cases of canine distemper virus in pandas. The canine distemper virus, sometimes referred to as the foot pad disease, can affect several bodily functions, including the respiratory system, the spinal cord, and the brain, and is closely related to the measles or mumps in humans. But as far as for a human to panda virus, I could find no such thing. What do you guys think about that? Strange. Uh... I would say no to the people in suits. As I was reading that, <laughs> I, I could hear literally. I was reading that people in suits. I'm like, wow, I've, I've, I've had this argument before. Yeah. I've, we've had this discussion several times. If we can't make a Bigfoot suit, what the hell makes you think we're gonna make a panda suit? Yeah. Right? Like. <laughs> That's that's what went through my head. I've had this conversation before. We can't do this. There's no way that that's a person, a drunk person in a suit. I'm sorry. I don't know. Like I've been drunk many times. I'm not quiet when I'm drunk. Like <laughs> <laughs> so. Like I can't imagine a drunk person being willing to dress up as a panda, falling out of a tree, and just not saying a word and getting up and walking away. No, mm. no, it's not happening. Yes, it's ridiculous. Unless they're mutes. Yeah. <sighs> exactly. Mute? <laughs> How deep can this rabbit hole go? They're both drunk <laughs> and they're mutes. And they're deaf. Wow. And they, uh, they're very clumsy. And they sneak away to go get an extra buzz when no one's looking. <laughs> that's, why, <laughs> yeah. that's why people are always around them. Because they need to feed them more booze to keep them perpetually drunk. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Answers right there. Problem solved. Yep. What do you think, Jeremy? What's your final thoughts about the panda as of right now? Interesting. Uh, I, I don't believe that. They're... Pandas exist, yeah. No, no, panda. panda. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, uh, one, one of the biggest head scratchers today is uh, the camouflage question to me. Yeah. That's uh, that is that has got me going. Like I'm racking my brain. You know, I mean, if they're going up rocky snow-covered hills or you know whatever maybe maybe that's the best way is because of the the pattern of white and rock colored surfaces from the snow but even then that that, that is, it's such a weird pattern on those things and they just look goofy they look yeah, extremely goofy do. and then on top of that they handstand piss which is <laughs> something i'm gonna and have they're to called try embarrassments that that's that's pretty funny too. <laughs> you just you just see like a, a an embarrassment of pandas handstand pissing all over each other, and I'm like that's embarrassing. <laughs> right? <laughs> Dad jokes. Got him. Oh. Um. Very cool. I uh, I really appreciated this episode. This was you ready for me? You ready for me to pull the Jake and blow this right out of the water, though? And then can I say my final thoughts? Yeah, you can have a final okay. thoughts after that too. Okay, cool. By all means. I'll do that. So, Demons. just before I read this, 
the entire time I was writing up this little portion here, I could not stop thinking about the Nightcrawler. So, oh, gross. Never there's mind. that. I'm out, guys. Time <laughs> uh, for my bet. So, here's the thing with this conspiracy. The entire thing was started on Reddit back in 2014. Someone posted a picture of two pandas playing on some school ground equipment and captioned it, quote, I'm fairly certain that pandas are just an extremely elaborate hoax, end quote. From there, the idea took off and people, as I mentioned before, clearly didn't do any proper research before dropping all of these so-called facts about pandas. Today, it has become one of the bigger conspiracy theories to make its rounds on TikTok. The reality is, if we can't make a Bigfoot costume to look that realistic, there's no way we can make a giant panda suit to make the to look that realistic as well. The pandas aren't real conspiracy is actually quite on par with the birds aren't real conspiracy, (laughs) but not nearly as cool. So with all that being said, here's my final thoughts. I think pandas are as real as can be. Despite how clumsy and human-like they may appear, the reality of the topic is it's nothing more than some misinformation and rumors that have been spreading for almost a decade now. They are not a lab-made creature, They are not people in a very well-made suit, nor are they a robot. There's plenty of history and documentation on pandas, and yeah, they might have their food source a bit backwards, but hey, they're happy, right? I genuinely think that people need to learn how to take a step back, do some real and good research. It doesn't help that Google is confirming false information either, so with that being said, stop using the Google box. Don't believe everything you read or see on the internet because it might lead you down some crazy yet still silly rabbit holes like this one here. I hope everyone enjoyed this topic and I know it's a bit of a weird one, but I thought it would be interesting interesting to discuss nonetheless. I had to make sure that people knew the truth about these adorable and clumsy animals. Yeah, I'll admit there's some shady shit, but I can also tell you that the giant pandas are absolutely 100% real. And the end. Fucking adorable. That being said, I don't believe that pandas are no. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I actually, uh, I think that there could be, um, uh, sure, I think that they could be genetic mutations or bred to look that way for, um, royalty reasons or you know some sort of prestige reasons. I mean, I don't think that this is too political to say. Anyone can really look on the news these days and see what China's doing. And the fact that they uh, they hold on to this resource of the pandas, which are only native to China, and they hold on to this so closely that they rent them out to, to places, and the stipulation is at any point we could say, all right, now give them back. Um, it just kind of goes hand in hand with the way that the government of China controls everything else inside of china so that really isn't you know thinking about it more it's not really that unique or that mysterious rather it's like okay well i mean it makes total sense comparing where they come from and the way that that it's things are being handled over there right in between that was yeah much right but it's just like but i don't know maybe yeah maybe they were created to be some sort of prestigious type thing you know i mean who knows but uh it's i don't think that you'd have to go far to find conspiracies for dang near everything that exists um 
you know, in the animal kingdom, in, um, uh, you know, politically or, or whatever, right? I think that we could probably do a topic like this and a deep dive like this on, you know, anything. Um, I know that, like, there's a really big conspiracy that here in North America, the Black Panther exists, um, mm. right? But it's more along the lines of, like, a Black Mountain Lion, even though there has never once been a mountain lion that has been born that looked any different from any other mountain lion that's ever been born, uh, at least observed, right? That's not to say it couldn't happen, but it's highly improbable. Um, but yet people still claim that they've seen black mountain lions, and there's a huge population in, in southern states that believe that there's a black panther not saying, um, not not talking about the ones that come from like Mexico and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but like a native Black Panther, um, and that's you know could be cryptozoology, could be a huge conspiracy, that sort of stuff. Um, but it's just like you know, it's I mean, it's interesting. It's interesting getting into what people think about this sort of stuff. And I think if you if you tie in the mystery of you know a uh, a foreign nation that you know. We, I barely know what our own government and, you know, people are doing across the country. You know, I, I have no idea, you know, really with it out, you know, it being broadcasted, what China's doing. So you could add a mysterious factor into it with this animal that's very exclusive to that region and then the way they hold that resource so closely. I mean, it makes sense that they, you know, I, I don't know why we wouldn't do that, be like mm-hmm. whatever our natural animal is that's different from everywhere else versus what happened in the, uh, you know, 13 to 1700s, which was, hey, there's no pigs on this island in Hawaii. Let's bring it pigs, you know, or just like, <laughs> or all this sort of stuff. Or, oh gosh, there's no carp over here in, you know, the western United States. Let's throw carp in every single river and stream so it destroys the natural fish populations that are in there. You know, just like we just take all these animals and throw them out all over the place versus a country that's using the animal that's native to them and saying, uh, you know, let's make some money off this thing. Especially if they're so dumb and lazy that they probably won't be around for very much longer without extreme human intervention Let's make a bunch of money off of this thing, you know, a million dollars a pop and just yeah. tell them, you like, this is a loner. This isn't for you. This is, you know, this is ours. Yeah. You know, and I, I think, you know, it's somewhat messed up, but also somewhat pretty intelligent to do something like that. Oh, yeah. You know? But yeah, oh, yeah, I don't know. I I don't I'm not buying into any of the conspiracies besides the one that, you know, it could have been just made by people. But you know, not in any sort of lab sort of experiment type thing. You know, it, it doesn't take a laboratory to breed a, spe- a specific type of, uh, you know, dog or a specific type of whatever. You know, if you want to make a yeah. liger, you don't have to join the embryo and the egg or the embryo and the, the sperm together or the egg and the sperm together in a test tube. I'm sure you could or people do. But if you could get them to just mate with each other, you know, you could just do that. But I don't know. I think it's interesting regardless. Yep. That's why I did it. Yeah. I thought it was a lot of fun. And it was, like I said, it kind of veered off of the normal path that we do a little bit. So 
kid, you did a great job. You Thank did. you. You had you had a lot of different aspects in there, and on top of that, I think people that are listening to this are going to get a really good uh, chunk of knowledge when it comes to the history and mythology of pandas. And I think that's really I learned cool. a lot about pandas. Doing I the learned research, a lot. So. I learned a lot just listening to you today. Yeah, I know nothing coming into this. <laughs> I didn't even know if pandas were real. I've never well, seen one. There you go. Now you got your answer. Apparently, they're they're real. Well, yeah, I've never seen one in real life, but <laughs> true. Yeah, me, me either. either. Oh, I even actually, went to San Diego have... Zoo and I didn't see one. I had no, no, I had it. That was I've seen them in pictures and videos. Did you ever seen a red panda these days? They're, I've seen red pandas. The little red pandas yeah. are so cute. Those things, okay, they're they're cute. They're adorable. They're just. Those are raccoons. My my I favorite thing is when, when they get all all huffy and they stand up on their hind legs and they're like, like come on, to bitch. scare you. They're ah, so cute. Ah, it's ah. Like, yeah, it's like fight me. You're too cute. Like what are you gonna do? Like step up, bitch. Now, if, you said, if you said instead of a possum that you wanted a red panda as a pet, I'd be like, yeah. I mean, obviously. Well, I possum. want one of those too, but I want a possum first. I mean, I can no, get you. A, I can really, get you a possum. Really, you want, possum? You want to know what? You I'll ship know... you a possum today. <laughs> you want to know what animal I truly, truly would love to have as a pet? Hmm. A tortoise. Hmm. Not a sugar glider. No, that's what, that's what Katie wants. Katie wants a sugar glider. I, I want a tortoise. Hmm. I like turtles. <laughs> I'll send you a snapping turtle. We'll call it. I'll take we'll call it. it. I like turtles. Yeah. <laughs> I used, I had a turtle. Long, long time ago. His name was Shaggy. Disclaimer. <laughs> we are not sh- actually shipping animals. As far no. as I know, licenses, those are, that's illegal. But... but yeah, that's pandas. Hmm. Very good, kid. Very Thank cool. you. Very, very cool. I have Next time, brown bears. <gasps> Do they exist? Are they aliens? Are they here for our butts? Find out <laughs> next time on Infinite Rabbit Hole. <laughs> <laughs> oh my <laughs> the answer to all of the above is yes yep if they're <laughs> aliens they're definitely here for our butts yep and aliens love Ariel. butt stuff yep alien yep. bear love butt stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah man bear pig sh- half man it. half bear and half pig seen a shaved bear bear and tell me it's not a fucking alien out for your butthole oh god go ahead tell me go ahead oh. Goodness. No, I can't <laughs> verify that, man. Well, kid, you're gonna be true. You're gonna close I it out. I got nothing else. No, nope, you go for it. Me? You told me that you told me that was your job, so oh, yeah. Oh, 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 oh. yeah, do your job. Jeremy. I don't think I said you're that. So lazy. I don't think that's your exact Anyways. words were I always do the closing. I'm because nobody wants to do it. Everyone's well, scared. I, I didn't write one up this time because you don't have to write so one up. adamant one about it. I'll have to write it up. Anyways. I, that has been another episode of the Infinite <laughs> Rabbit Hole podcast. Thank you for stopping by, and we'll see you next week on the next path of the Infinite Rabbit Hole. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.